I'm Jane Copier, and you're listening to Happy in the Middle, a podcast for Christian women who want to make the second half of life the best half. This podcast is all about helping women to reignite their spark and step into their divine power in order to create deep and connected relationships and also find that fulfillment and satisfaction they crave. So if you're ready to grow, join me and learn how you too can overcome guilt, resentment, disappointment, and enjoy the fruits of creating a life well lived. Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast and episode 11, how to deal with overwhelm. I'm your host, Jane Copier, and I'm recording this at the 1st of December. So by the time this airs, Christmas will be just a few days away. So I wanted to bring you a topic that I think is especially timely for women at this time of year, and that is how to deal with overwhelm. Now, before we get started, I want to thank everyone who has already left me a review for this podcast on iTunes. Thank you so much. This is a brand new show, and it's so helpful in the launch of a new show to get good reviews so that the iTunes algorithm will allow it to show up for other people who are searching for this kind of content. As a thank you, I'm excited to share one review each week so that you can hear what other people are gaining from listening to this podcast. This week's review comes from Vandy Travel. She says, you need Jane in your life listen to her podcast, dive into her online content and social media, and you will learn so much. She offers one-on-one and group coaching that changes lives. She's perfection inside and out. And her content is something we all need to hear. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I don't know about the perfection part of it, but I love your support and your kind review. Thank you. Thank you. If you have benefited in any way from this free content, will you please help me spread the word by leaving me an iTunes review so that more people have a chance of finding it in your review? Please share with me one of your takeaways that you've had from listening to any of these episodes. And if you've never left a review before, you can find instructions for how to do it down in the show notes. It's super easy. It only takes a minute and it's a great way to show your own support to keep this podcast going. Okay. One more thing before I jump into our topic, and that's this, I will be hosting a two-part new year's kickoff workshop in January that you do not want to miss. The first part will be a year in review. This is so much fun. The people who have joined my groups in years past to do this have loved this part of the process. It is so important to do before you jump into planning and making your new year's resolutions. Then the second part of the workshop will be envisioning what you want to create for the coming year. And we're going to put together an achievable plan. We're going to put all the wheels in motion, all the things in place to make it a done deal. This is goal setting in a way that you've never experienced before. You don't want to miss it. It's only $19 for the whole experience, and it will really get your year off to a great start. I'll provide that link in the show notes as well. If you want to sign up and listen, make sure you're on my email list. I, gosh, you guys, I'm telling you what I can relate to this topic today because I have been experiencing all the things. Um, my Facebook account was recently hacked and Facebook shut my account down. So 
I can't even reach my audience at this moment through Facebook. If you want to connect with me, make sure that you reach out to me, Jane at janecopier.com, or you can still follow me on Instagram or TikTok. I have lots of content in those channels for you, but if you're on my email list, then you'll never miss an offer that I have for you. So make sure you are on my list. Okay. If you are anything like me, you get to this point in December and you start to feel a bit of panic. Christmas is just days away and there is still so much to do. We all have our long lists, neighbor gifts, shopping, Christmas cards, party planning, hosting, baking, wrapping, events to go to, and on and on and on. It is so easy to feel overwhelmed by all the things. You know how that feels, right? The tightness in your chest and in your throat, the tension in your neck and your temples, the anxiety that buzzes in your chest. When overwhelm sets in, it can be immobilizing. And then typically we'll stress about feeling overwhelmed and get even further behind that snowball of negative emotion grows and grows. In the coaching world, we call overwhelm an indulgent emotion because it really serves no purpose. Like anxiety, it's the byproduct of a combination of emotions that just gets worse the more we try to push it away. But here's the interesting thing. Overwhelm is never caused by what's going on in our lives or our list of things to do. Those are just our facts, our circumstances. The feeling of overwhelm is caused by our thoughts about those facts and circumstances. Now, if you resist this thought and you think your overwhelm is just a fact, I promise you're not alone. I know many women who would argue that overwhelm is their circumstance or their fact. It is their reality. But think about this. How can it be true when someone else's list might be even longer than mine? Yet they seem to have it all together. They don't stress about things. They get everything done and they seem to have plenty of time and energy to spare. We all have this friend, right? <laughs> try not to hate her. I try not to hate these people. If it were a fact that our to-do lists caused overwhelm, our society would be a much different place. Our progress our advancement would be at a much lower level and a much slower pace. Maybe we'd even still all be out hunting for our own food. Who knows? So what is the trick? The answer is in managing the way we think about our lists. So I want to give you seven tips and a bonus today to do just that. Let's dive into tip number one. Tip number one is be aware of and give up your need for perfection. Many of us mistakenly wear perfectionism as a badge of honor. Our long hours and checking off boxes on our list give us a sense of validation. And the busier we are, the harder we push, the worthier we feel. But it's absolutely exhausting. The problem isn't wanting to do our best, doing our best and being happy with the outcome is not only healthy, but it's the way that we achieve our goals. And when our motivation for pushing so hard comes from seeking external validation, that is when it becomes a problem. It's problematic when we feed off of the praise and the reactions of other people and make our self esteem depend on it. When this is the goal, 
Nothing is ever going to be good enough. In this case, seeking perfection is operating out of fear, a fear of being human. We are afraid of being seen as flawed. So we make unrealistic demands and become extremely critical of ourselves and other people I'll add. So perfectionism is simply a mask for our insecurity. I'm going to do a whole future episode on perfectionism. It's such a good topic, but for now, if this is you, your work is to allow the feeling of discomfort that comes from letting go, letting good enough be good enough. Okay. Tip number two, see all of your tasks, all of this work as evidence that your life is amazing. I have a really dear friend of mine that I met in coach training. Her name is Heidi Benjaminson, and she shared this awesome quote with me. And I want to share it with you. It says people without friends or family do not have any shopping to do this weekend. People without children do not have any toys scattered on their floor or long holiday recitals to attend. People without money do not have shopping lists or have to wait in long lines or have to return items or wrap presents. People without jobs do not have boring work parties. People without neighbors do not have yet another cookie exchange. You're busy and it's all evidence of your wonderful life. Can you imagine how different your life will be if you could see it all this way to be grateful for these beautiful blessings that create your busyness? All right, let's move on to tip number three, and that is to tell yourself a new story. Instead of thinking there is way too much to do and not enough time, try calming your brain by reminding yourself that these things are also true, that there is always enough time to get the most important things done or think I am totally capable of doing this. Another favorite of mine is B minus work is fine. You've heard the quote, C's get degrees. Well, B minus is fine. It's better to get things done than to have them be perfect. And I also like the thought that it's not the end of the world. If this doesn't get done, it's fine, right? See how we're just calming our brain, trying to settle it down a little bit. We re- this is how we manage our brain. You guys choosing new things to think about challenges. Okay. Tip number four, stop telling yourself that you have to do anything. Own that it's a choice, your choice. You do not have to feed your kids. You do not have to do the laundry. You do not have to deliver neighbor gifts or put up lights or even have a Christmas tree. There are people in the world who don't. Now I'm not suggesting that there aren't natural consequences for our choices, But the absolute truth is that because we live in a place of freedom and plenty, we get to choose. So if you choose to do all of the things, acknowledge that you're choosing to do them because of the way that you want to show up in the world. Owning your choices will help you stop blaming everyone and everything else around you and let you enjoy your amazing capabilities. Find gratitude for your talents. Find gratitude for your capacity to do amazing things. Choose to do the things on your list rather than viewing them as the enemy. Okay, that leads us to tip number five, because along with choosing is also learning how to say no. If you're like me, you probably were raised to be polite. You want to make other people happy, but 
sometimes that comes at the expense of your own emotional peace. This is how I've learned how to check in with myself. I listen to a request and then I look to my brain. What's happening there? Take a moment to think before responding. There's no rush. There's no pressure other than the pressure you give to yourself. So for instance, let's say someone offers or asks you to um, come and work at the local tree festival or at, uh, or to come to a party or any of the things, the requests that people make after considering their request and what it will require of you check in with yourself. If it's not a heck yes, I'm in it's a heck no, I'm not doing it. When we operate from that place of people pleasing, we aren't living in personal integrity. If you want to say yes to something, just make sure that you really like your reasons. And if you discover that it's not in line with your goals for that week or that month, it's okay to say, sorry, not this time. And just a quick side note, remember that it's not your job to worry about managing the feelings of the one who made the request. Other people might be disappointed. That is okay. That's normal. And it's their work as a human to learn how to deal with their own disappointment. That's not your job. Okay. Next overwhelm has a way of shutting us down. So in order to get out of overwhelm, we go on to tip number six, and that is to just take one small step. If you find yourself immobilized or really dreading a particular task, decide to just take one small step. I promise you waiting for the motivation to come is a mistake. It will not get you moving. So taking one small action is the key to finding more motivation. So for example, let's say that you need to get the neighbor gifts done. Instead of saying, I am doing this today. Tell yourself, look, I'm just going to get dressed, make that tiny step toward your goal. Then once you're dressed, take the next tiny step. Okay, brain. I'm just going to drive to the store. I don't have to get out of the car. I'm just going to get there and then we'll see how I feel. Right. And then once I'm at the store, then I make the next step. Okay. I'm just going to go inside the store and see what I see. See how just taking that first step, it could be even going back as simple as I'm just going to put my shoes on. Right. I do this all the time when I'm trying to get myself to the gym. If I just put my gym clothes on, that makes it so much easier to actually get to the gym, but just those tiny steps, put my gym clothes on, then I'm going to put my shoes on, then I'm going to get in my car and I'm just going to start the car and see what happens. I'm going to drive to the gym. Then I'm going to walk inside the gym. Once I'm there, I find the motivation. That motivation is there now to exercise and you can use this technique in anything that you find overwhelming. Okay. On to tip number seven, and this is don't compare yourself to other people. As the saying goes, comparison is the thief of joy. It's also a fast track to overwhelm. When we compare our life to others, it may give you a sense that everyone else has it all under control. And this is especially true with social media. If you're feeling overwhelmed, don't look outside of yourself. Instead, focus on you and your situation. 
find gratitude for where you're at and how much you have achieved. Okay. And now for your bonus tip, it's this, let it be. Remember that song by the, I think it's the Beatles. Let it be, let it be. (laughs) Why do people love it so much? Everybody loves that song. And I think it's because that it reminds us to let go and enjoy what is. And you can do this when you stop trying to manage everyone else's Christmas experience. If you're working overtime to make sure that everyone else is happy, ask yourself why. Why do you think that you are that powerful? Now, other people might pressure you to make them happy. They might try to assign that job to you. But here's the truth. It's impossible for you to make anyone else feel anything. Their thoughts create their feelings. You know this is true if you've ever tried to comfort an angry child, right? Sometimes they're just not having it. And it's their thoughts that create this for them. You could be the nicest person. You could be the kindest. You could offer all kinds of solutions and things to help them feel better. And if they don't want to change their thought or create a new experience for themselves, that's, that's not going to happen. doesn't matter how hard you try. Let other, other people have the experience that they're meant to have and learn how to manage themselves. This is fostering emotional maturity. This is modeling emotional adulthood. So work on managing your own thoughts and feeling the way that you want to feel show up in a way that you're proud of by bringing love and good energy to all of your relationships and then let it be. Finally, I think we all need this reminder in John chapter 14, verse 27, it reads, peace. I leave with you. My peace. I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. I love this scripture. It speaks to my soul and it does remind me that those places where I'm looking for comfort, satisfaction, happiness might be the wrong place. Turn toward your savior. Let him strengthen you. Let him give you peace. God wants us to feel peace and calm. And it's our work as, as beings on this earth to figure out how to make that happen. I really hope these tips are helpful for you. Overwhelm doesn't have to be a problem for you during the holidays. And for sure, you don't want it to drive a wedge between you and your loved ones. Rather than letting overwhelm shut us down and put strain on our relationships, let's manage our thinking to create more peace and love. After all, that is the reason for this beautiful season. Merry, Merry Christmas, my friends. I wish you all so much love and joy. Hey, if you are ready to get unstuck and make your midlife amazing, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And I want to invite you to join my Empty Nest Academy, where you will learn how to transform your mind, your relationships, and your life. Come free yourself of regret and disappointment and be so much happier. Listen, sis, we've got one shot at this big, beautiful life. Let's make it amazing. Go to janecopier.com, that's J-A-N-E-C-O-P-I-E-R.com and sign up today. And if you're not sure what's right for you, book a free consultation with me and we'll talk it over together. And we'll make sure to get you on the path that serves you the best. See you inside.